ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. And Matt, we're back at another mini-sode. Guys, thanks for tuning in to our Mean Moms episode that aired last week. Everybody made it a great success. We really thank you. And thanks to our moms for uh, not getting mad at us uh, for forgetting Mother's Day. But uh, <laughs> that was a fun episode to do. We had a lot of, a lot of crazy moms. No wire dangers. <laughs> Cracking me up with that one, dude. That's really why we do this fucking show is not for anyone else to listen, but just to crack each other. I know, up. right? Everybody was digging it, and now it's time for a mini-sode. What have you been watching, Matt? First of all, I watched the original Child's Play the other night. That movie is just so freaking awesome. So but I think good, it's, dude. It's so good, we need to do our own episode on that. So I'm not going to go into that too hard, but I watched last night a really dark, gritty, beautiful sci-fi movie that not a lot of people talk about called Dark City. Have you seen it? Oh, dude, I love Dark City. This is like the, like, sort of a, a noir-ish, Matrix-esque movie. That's a great way to describe it, because that's pretty much what I was thinking as well. But it's one of those movies, like, I think we all remember the trailer. Yeah. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it, like, when it was in Blockbuster. But, like, it's a little more heady than you think it's going to be. And it it is a little slow towards the end. I feel like the third act drags a bit, but it's just so beautiful, and I think it's so awesome and it's such a cool idea and it really it stays within its own world for the whole movie which i feel like actually not a lot of films can can claim a lot of films i think fall out of its own shit you know well and if i remember correctly like it's a movie that maybe could have benefited from cgi but didn't and there's lots of really crazy like moving set pieces and and moving buildings and it's it's doing these very mind-bending sort of alternate reality things it's it's a pretty pretty cool movie it's super super cool and they you know it has some amazing physical effects there's a lot of a lot of miniatures a lot of composite yeah. shots and stuff like that a lot of stuff that really works great and then it has a couple visual effects that i don't think were cgi i think they were some sort of digital composite type yeah. stuff some of those work and some of those do not work but again you got to watch it with the year that it was made in mind 1998 it was made so it's like you got to keep that in mind and i know that like Jurassic Park was earlier than that, right? But this, the, the way it blends the elements together, even the couple things that don't really work or don't really hold up, it still looks awesome. And Jennifer Connelly's in it, and she's freaking hot. <laughs> you know uh, the director, you know what else he directed? The guy who did... Dark City 2? <laughs> no, he did, uh, uh, like just four years earlier, he had did The Crow. It's the same director of the oh, first Crow film. Interesting. I mean, I, I that like, guy was I like, going through a hot topic phase. <laughs> that's awesome one of the most interesting things i think about dark city is it has an actor who plays the protagonist who is like perfect for this role and i've never seen him again he he's not a good looking guy but he's not a bad looking guy and he's got this weird eye thing where two eyes are like his two eyes are like kind of different his name is rufus Sewell, S-E-W-E-L-L. -L. Huh. 
looking him up, I see that he's been in a bunch of stuff, but nothing that I remember him from. He was in oh The Illusionist. He was in oh dude a Knight's this Tale. This guy is awesome in Man in the High Castle. That's a TV series that I don't know. It's it, it was I I watched the first season. I was really kind of impressed by the first season but he was the best character mm-hmm. the main characters were so stupid you wanted to punch the main characters in the face every time they made a decision you're like why did you just do the dumbest thing possible <laughs> but this guy he played the east coast like nazi commander or Gruppenführer, and he suddenly is faced with these like moral conundrums and at first he's like no i'm all in i'm totally a piece of shit nazi but then like suddenly things start to develop in his life and he's like oh man my family might be on the chopping block now mm, maybe i sided with the wrong people and it's like him trying to figure that out he, he's a good actor oh interesting i yeah I, i've never seen him in anything else i've heard man in the high castles has his ups and downs i haven't seen that but none of these other movies i'm looking on imdb right yeah. now i haven't seen anything else that he's been in but he does i mean I wouldn't say he's the best actor I've ever seen, but he certainly plays this character really, really well. Another cool thing that I think he helps is this movie. It's one of those movies that starts at the movie. It doesn't, I mean, it's part of the, the movie is not him not knowing who he is. And I think it does a great job because it, he kind of wakes up and you wake up with him. That's where the movie starts. And he looks, it's almost like when you start a video game, he looks around the room and like kind of figures out, okay, what happened here? And what do I have to do next? And it doesn't explain anything. It almost feels like it starts at the beginning of the second act, which is sometimes jarring. But in this case, I thought it was like really, really, really cool. cool. And I, the thing that I really like about this movie is it's like a film noir, very art deco, but also cyberpunk. But it isn't very technologically like it's not computers. It's not. It is sci-fi, but it's kind of before the internet, you know? It's almost like that Art Deco kind of um, Batman the Animated Series yeah. thing where it, like, it could be the 50s, but it also could be today. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is designed in such a way that it it has that that feeling of retro without saying, hey, look, we're back in time. Oh, yeah, totally. And and I dig it. I, that's, a, that's a cool one. You'd seen it before, right? You just hadn't seen it in a while? Oh, I've seen it numerous, numerous yeah. times. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a late night. I have certain movies that I like to turn on late at night that I've seen a lot and I might fall asleep to, but like they're kind of like late night I'm by myself movies. That's one. The Machinist is another. Have you seen The Machinist? No, but I know exactly what you're talking <gasps> about. It's the... Dude, it's 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 in if you it has nothing whatsoever in common with Dark yeah. City aside that it creates its own world and stays there for the whole, you know, hour and a half, two hours. It's got really good performances. It's got like a mystery like Dark City does where like even if you kind of think like, oh, okay, this is what's happening, you still don't quite know the nuances. Like Dark City, I'm not in love with the end of the third act, but it's it's worth it. You should check it out, dude. It's I think it's streaming on Amazon or something right now. But it, and everybody listening, if you haven't seen The Machinist yet with uh, Christian, Christian Bale, skinny it ass might Christian be the favorite Bale. thing he's ever done. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous, man. But it's it really does. A, oh, Michael Ironside's in oh, it, bro. I like him. It's really, really good. It's a good performance piece, not flashy, but really does a great job creating a world and teasing you with a mystery for the whole nice, time. Nice, nice. But that being said, man, what have you been uh, watching? What have you dude, been Dude, I've been going crazy. Been I found a fucking video store, dude. Like, 
I saw a, that. A real video store. So I'm in Atlanta right now working on The Walking Dead, and I was tooling around the city and was looking for a place to buy DVDs, and it's kind of tough. There isn't like an Amoeba Music or something like in, in LA. There's stores that have like pretty good selections of purchasable Blu-rays or DVDs, and they get all the weird fun stuff. Somebody's told me, you got to check out Videodrome, and I went there, and they have everything dude everything i've been looking for all the stuff that i haven't been able to find all the stuff that isn't streaming and i'm like trying to find a like a way to watch these things they have such a great collection it's all weird shit it's all eclectic unique stuff pretty decent price to rent it's like i get it for a whole week for like four bucks so i've been going ham and it's a half hour away i kid you not i drive a half hour to 45 (laughs) minutes to rent movies can you believe that shit but mad props to videodrome in atlanta and little five points when you say a video store are you renting dvds or are you renting yeah it's dvds and blu-rays so they have a huge horror section so i've been i've been renting a bunch of them the ones that i watched recently i watched uh strange behavior which is also known as dead kids i saw that you'd put that on the on uh, the insta the social media stuff that looked amazing really cool movie kind of a psychological thriller about a kid whose dad is like, don't go hang out at that college. You should go away for college. I don't want you anywhere near this town. And the kid's like, oh, my dad's an overbearing jerk. So what does he do? He signs up for some medical experiment at the creepy college. His dad says, don't do that at. They start brainwashing him. And then kids start murdering people all throughout the town. And it's all tied to these creepy experiments that this college is doing. And it's low budge and it's, you know, it is what it is. But for you and I, people who kind of, who can find the, the silver lining in, in a low budget movie, it's great. This movie's awesome. And at the end, there's this whole like showdown where the kid's coming at his dad with a shotgun. He's like, come on, Billy, give me the gun. And the doctor's on the TV like, do it, Billy, kill him, shoot him. And you're like, no, it's really cool. Really cool movie. You know, obviously people are going to watch and be like, this is some low budget shit and you're like no 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 it's it's good trust me trust me it's good <laughs> then i watched this sweet it, movie called the resurrected have you seen this thing dude i, I mean i saw what you posted <sighs> about it but i haven't seen it before dude, this movie is super cool it's right up there with like some reanimator style shit not as good as reanimator obviously re- if you're looking for like ooey gooey lovecraftian monsters like reanimator is one of the best or like not even on the level of like from beyond but as like a third tier H.P. Lovecraft style movie. It's this detective, and this woman comes is like my husband's a creepy scientist, and he's like, I'll I'll check in on that shit. <laughs> he goes like looking for what the husband's up to, and he finds him, and he's a creepy, crazy dude with like a dungeon in the basement, and this dude's been trying to resurrect his old ancestor, but he's messed up a bunch of times. So there's all these like abominations in the basement, and they're like slimy, you know, rubber monsters, and they're great. And then the end, like it's a showdown between the resurrected wizard man and the detective, and it's full of some really good practical effects and some real slimy gooiness, and uh, I was amped up. It took a while to get there, but it ended really strong. Do you know what year? Is it 80s? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Stand by for date. 1991, I guess. No, it's not 80s. It's 1991, but it still feels very 80s. It has that vibe. There were still a couple movies. It's almost like they, like snuck out of the 80s and got into the next decade yeah. in the first couple of years of the 90s there were some that that could 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 still hold their own yeah. with those movies you well know? and since you just watched uh the first child's play uh the chris sarandon is in this movie and he plays the detective in child's play i feel like someone just bought him like a, like almost like the old school like they bought a contract and they were like you need to be in this many 
old 80s horror yeah. movies before you can do some other stuff. And he was like, oh, all right. right. Yeah. And you will always play this character. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, do I have to be good in it? They were like, oh, no, 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 no. That's we're not worried about that. <laughs> you don't have to be good at <laughs> acting. Oh, man. That's hysterical. So I watched that. I've been watching some robot movies, which we'll get into because today we're going to record our, our, our robot episode. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So guys, definitely check that out because we have uh, I feel like we have some good stuff. And this is like one of my favorite things to do with you, Aaron, where we're like, we both we both have ideas we don't talk about them till the show and then it's going to be an episode full of oh that's a great one i forgot about that oh yeah i love that one yeah. too so you guys should definitely keep 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 it tuned here and uh, check out our robot episode coming up soon and then yesterday i went back to the video store and I rented a bunch of like Hong Kong movies, Japanese movies, and like I got Zatoichi. The Samurai? Yeah, The Blind Samurai. Zatoichi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know what so it is. So there's, uh, on, on Instagram, our buddy Puke Drool, who lives in Japan, is a big fan of the remake of this movie, Zatoichi, The Blind Swordsman. And he recommended it, and I watched it, and it was badass. It was a really cool movie. It, it, surprisingly, it had a lot of like rhythm and musicality to it. And there's scenes where like people will be like working in the fields, and suddenly they take on this like rhythmic way of working, so it sort of makes a song. So it's like everything around The Blind Swordsman has all these extra layers of, of sensory to them. You know, and he's this badass who, you know, everybody underestimates him. And then when they come up and like, move it out of the way, blind man, he's like, whoosh, and like cuts their heads off. It was it was a really cool movie. It was really good. But it's based on a character that is one of the longest running franchises in Japan, the Zatoichi Blind Swordsman series. And there's like 20 of these movies. There's even one. I think the 16th film in the series is Zatoichi meets Yojimbo. Which I'm like, cool, cool. Like an old samurai crossover. Yeah, exactly. And these movies came out in like the 60s and 70s. So I also got the original 1962 movie. And that one was also really good. It was really cool because to compare and contrast the remake to the original, the original was just almost painterly even though it was black and white the composition and the frames that they got everyone looked like this beautiful picture and it was interesting because the character remained for the most part the same this wily gambler blind swordsman but between the two movies they, they really it's less of a remake and just like another piece of this story another piece of this franchise is really cool and uh i i definitely liked them both uh, the original really holds up too. it's i mean a little slower but of course older movies can be but the end has some really cool sword fight battles and then the remake was uh, also just a really fun watch so thanks to puke drill for recommending those samurai movies are a genre that i always am like oh i'm gonna watch more of those and i just never get to stupid horror. i know right <laughs> making so many well movies. and I, I got a horror movie and i haven't watched it yet but uh so i, I can't talk about it now because i haven't watched it yet but Let's start a new segment called What Haven't, what haven't You Been, you been watching? watching? All the shit. I'm, well, I haven't watched Deadpool. I haven't watched Avengers. I haven't I like anything in theaters. It's like, do I want to get up and leave the house? And it's like, oh, no, not really. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Find parking, boo. Talk to people. Ugh. I saw Deadpool last night, though. It's definitely worth going to. I know. To. I really want to. It's, it's I got, like, without getting into it, I'll wait till you've yeah. seen it. It's one of my favorite marvel movies to date that's awesome i just don't have like i can't it was not perfect at all but i cannot think of anything to shit on about it i can not like not even anything really to change i think it's awesome. that's so good did you and you like the first one then yeah the first one was great and fun 
but this one I think was more great and more fun. It's definitely not Shakespeare, and it's definitely it's, not like, of course not, without problems. Yeah. But like, uh, what did I go in there looking for? This, this movie. movie. That's awesome. I read a review and. It, reading it you're just like does this author not understand what this movie is did he not did he expect like he was like shitting on it and he's like i guess if you like the first one you'll be fine with this one and it was like yes yes i did and if that's the case that should be a review <laughs> but he was just pooping on it like it just isn't elevating the genre and it's like deadpool was never meant to elevate any shit it just brought something different to the table that was a fun way to just sh- basically shit on itself and it and then laugh about it like he i mean that's literally all the deadpool movies do but yeah i'll have to watch that we'll have to talk about it it's good i saw a um a meme that had deadpool and it was saying like we just made us an ultra violent superhero movie with curses and then next to it was hit girl from kick ass and it was like oh that's cute (laughs) And I was like, oh, that, you know, her in those two movies, Kick-Ass, the two Kick-Ass movies were awesome. Yeah. But this, I thought Deadpool 2 was better than either Kick-Ass movie. I like the first Kick-Ass movie a lot. The second one, I thought, tried too hard to, hey, this worked the first time. Let's turn that up to 11. And it was like, correct, yeah, okay. I agree But with the that. first one, I thought, was pretty, pretty sweet. A really, really cool, really cool sort of telling of that story which was fun i liked it and i loved nick cage in it i mean nick cage was one of the best parts of that movie and his interactions with hit girl which was a great like sort of introduction to that character it's comments like that that keep you and i from being the same person completely (laughs) you don't you you don't (laughs) there has to be a couple differences between you and i to keep us as two separate you you don't have a mega uh, a mega chub for for nick cage being ridiculous i do but it's got to be in a a movie where everyone else is doing it the same way he can't just be ridiculous by himself and in that movie it was like comic book and everything but then he's like yelling go baby child what the fuck doesn't have to do with anything <laughs> i mean you know there's always those actors who you just pay them to be a specific actor it's like you you buy bruce willis to be a bruce willis you you buy a harrison ford to just be that character and you know mm-hmm. jack nicholson is another one Nick Cage is a is a magical grab bag where like he doesn't have one character that he does every time. He he crafts this character and it doesn't matter if it fits in the world. He's like, I'm a southern banker in this movie, and you're like, wait, what? It's like you get this crazy, like over the top, very intense character that he's worked really hard on, and I love that. I, I you know I love that anytime you watch a Nick Cage movie, you're going to get some sort of very intense. <laughs> sort of rendition well, i love that nick cage is nick cage i guess but to me it's like you gotta pay attention to what everybody else is doing <laughs> you know like no he gets read a pass room, man nick. he gets a pass that's that's why you hire him to have this shining beacon of <laughs> insanity over in the corner so that you can every now and then just pan over and be like what are you doing nick cage bees all right thanks nick <laughs> although i gotta tell you we've done a couple shitty movies recently yeah. starring him oh thinking that it's going to be like crazy Nicolas Cage and being a little disappointed like he's a little bit more reserved than he should be. Yeah. Well, did you watch Port of Call yet? A uh, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call? No. That's that's a pinnacle. Shoot him again, his soul's still dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see that's what we're looking for. We just haven't gotten it. We did one that was um I forget what it was called, but it was about parents who get this disease oh, that Mom makes and them want to eat their children. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a great idea and it was it was well done and it worked and everything, but I wanted him to be 
more Nicolas Cagey. And they like But he was in a fat suit. That was kind of fun. But they were like doing a lot of stuff showing other people and you're like, I don't want to see other people. I just want to see Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm excited for his movie coming out called Mandy, which on the poster has a chainsaw fight. Two people with <laughs> chainsaws fighting, and you know me, I fucking love me some chainsaw fight. I love me some chainsaws. Yep. And and here's the thing. People are like, well, what about this movie? I'm like, look, there's a lot of movies that have chainsaws in them, but very rarely do you have chainsaw on chainsaw rubbing together in such a sensual fashion that just gets me amped <laughs> I up. like that you said rubbing together. <laughs> That's not at all how I would explain any of that, but like, all right, go you, ahead. You would say clashing and violence or, or, or uh, y- you know, slamming against each other. No, it is... Chainsaw Fight is a very specific thing, and there's really only a few movies that do it really well. And I think when we get a few more numbers up there, we should do a Chainsaw Fight episode. Okay, I'm on board for that. <laughs> I'd rub my chainsaw on yours. <laughs> just, just, just hit the tips together a little bit to make some sparks come out. Just rub them. <laughs> just rub them right up. Oh, man. Well, anything else you've been watching? I actually, actually, yeah, I've actually watched a ton of... Um, King Kong movies. Our Godzilla series got me thinking about King Kong, so I've been watching a ton of that. We should do a King Kong episode. Could do a King Kong episode. A lot of content there. Yeah, the last one I saw, it was like one of the remakes where there's a King Kong. There's a Lady King Kong, and they do like a heart surgery. Yeah, I just watched that one. King Kong Lives. That's the sequel to the 1976 King Kong. I think it's great. It's pretty cool for what it is. For what it is. Yeah, it's it had some cool moments. The the heart surgery thing was pretty rad. I was into that. Yeah, it was a cool idea. There's a lot of cool idea, and I think a lot of the effects in that are are pretty fun and pretty. They try. (laughs) I give it to them. them. They're better than any King Kong movies I made. Yeah. Um, Last. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Wait, I mean, you have not made any good King Kong movies. Were you doing lately. any King Kong movies? You don't have any bath time uh, King Kong <laughs> rituals? Or uh, no, same thing. I played in 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 uh, King Kong Lives. There's a there's a point where both of them are are both the the fe- the female and the male Kong are chained up, and the same thing. I would play that I was. King Kong stuck because there was she's she, Lady Kong is stuck in a silo at yeah. one point like it's they convert that into like a prison yeah. for her so I would pretend that I was I don't even know if I knew she was a girl in the, when I was little but I would pretend that I was that King Kong in a because uh, my shower I had one shower that was like not a bathtub it was just a shower <laughs> if you guys don't get why he's laughing so hard it, it listen to our Godzilla episodes where I talk about playing different types of things in my bathtub. Matt must have taken and, uh, the longest baths. Yeah, well, why do you think my skin is so scrunchy all the time? <laughs> Did you ever flood the flood the bathroom, like doing like a cannonball in your bathtub or anything? No, I wasn't stupid. I was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Did you? No, but I've heard of it happening where, you know, kids are playing wild in the tub and then it starts leaking down through the ceiling and shit. Yeah, for idiots. Those are idiot kids. And those are idiot parents for leaving pa- kids by themselves. Definitely not like idiot parents who let their kids play with crustacean parts in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be jealous. Yeah, you're right. I am jealous. I just had like the Ninja Turtle submarine. That's all I had to play with. 
Oh, I didn't have oh, that. It was super cool. And and I, one of my favorite tub toys was, oh, we should do a whole episode about tub toys. <laughs> one of my true. favorite tub toys was a Mickey Mouse Captain Nemo thing. And it came with like the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea like submarine and Mickey could fit inside of it. And he had like a little hat. And I'm like, as an adult, it's like Captain Nemo was like a terrorist ringleader. And here's Mickey Mouse, like, steamboat willing that ship, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, going to, like, run it into other ships, do 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 I hope that you played that Mickey Mouse was a terrorist leader and he was running it into other he ships. He definitely ran through some ships, that's for sure. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Mickey was doing some damage, man, but with a smile on his face and a whistle in his heart. Oh, man. This Wednesday, we have a really exciting announcement. Rylan Grant, who was on our What Have You Been Watching a few weeks ago, he wrote that comic book, Aberrant. And guess what? It's out now. You can actually go pick it up in your local comic book store. I pre-ordered mine. Rumi, you going to grab a copy? I absolutely am. I go to the comic book store pretty much every week, so I'm going to go check it out. If you guys haven't listened to it, first of all, jump back. We did a, a What Have You Been Watching with Ryland, who's a pretty cool writer. He's written for a bunch of different mediums, not just comics, but this is a really fun comic. It kind of turns a couple genres of comics kind of on their ear and takes it in some really interesting directions. So if you go back to our episode, you'll listen to a little bit more teasing for that. But it's worth picking up. As, as a big-time comic book reader, I'm definitely going to grab it, and it, it's a fun book. So you guys should check it out. Your shop should have it. If your shops don't have it, definitely ask them to order it. I'm telling you, you know, Rumi and I are not big shills. We wouldn't just say something to say it. This is definitely a fun comic to read. So you definitely want to run out and pick it up. It's uh, it's well-drawn, too. It's well-drawn. A lot of A lot of smaller books or indie books don't, in my opinion, the art is sometimes not as strong as some of the biggies, but this is really, really cool. It's got a great visual style, and they've got some really funny-ass in-house ads. You should check those out. Yeah, they're really cool. And actually, the cover, because since you mentioned the art was good, the cover was listed as one of the best new comic covers for this week of releases uh, by an online publication. So that's super cool, and congrats to them for for that kind of a nod. But yeah, the cover's super cool, and the art's really good. It's going to be fun, so check out Aberrant in your local comic book shop. Guys, be sure to check out our next episode, Robots. It's going to be super, super cool. No, I'm super pumped about this robot thing. Rumi, how about we hop off this and get to some robots? Let's do it. All right, dude. Guys, keep in touch with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter at LaunchpadPod and on our website, LaunchpadPod.com. We are so pumped to have everybody listening to us. Keep hitting us up. Let us know what you've been watching. We love it when people tell, like, Zatoichi, I, I didn't know about that, and, and Puke Drool shared that with me, and I watched it, and it was freaking dope. Tell us what movies we should be checking out. We love hearing from you guys. We love getting recommendations. So let us know what you've been watching on your Instagram, on your Twitter. Tag us, and we will check it out, and then maybe we can have a conversation about it on what have you been watching. Until next time, guys, Rocketeers out. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.